And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy, podcast Dave. He's uh, you know, doesn't he remind you because people talk about him now when we're traveling? Yeah, isn't he dude, like he's becoming a star? He's like that guy Wilson in the movie on the what was this TV series? Full House, not Full House. Uh, um, home, yeah, no, no. Home Improvement, no, Home Improvement, home improvement yeah. yeah, with Tim Allen, right? It's that guy uh, Wilson that hangs over the fence. And no one really him. sees his face. That's it. That should be our next shirt. I've said this for a long time. You never said it was a shirt. Yeah, I think it should be a shirt. A little bit of a Kilroy. Yeah. (laughs) You just podcast day. Yeah, you just have his fingers (laughs) over the fence and just like his nose and above. Yeah. And then you and I standing there, kind of like just looking at looking at him, like trying to talk to him. I I think it'd be pretty funny. That would outsell any shot with Josh on it. No, I'd be you on it. No, I'm saying it would, it would outsell any shirt no, with we you all on know it. that's not true. Oh, man, look at that. True. The challenge has already been Jeez. placed down, throwing the gauntlet Affliction down. made a couple shirts for me for some of my fights, and they sold out within fight time. Uh, well, like they made like five shirts, though? Yeah. <laughs> they made five shirts, and they sold out? Uh, you know, you know. Dave's Dude, just jealous. Five no shirts one. is five shirts, man. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Don't, Especially because they don't were, make too many, so you can't say it. They're selling them for like 80 bucks a shirt. I was like, oh, God. Do you remember how expensive their they shirts were used to be? They were so expensive, man. I mean, their jeans are still ridiculous. Like, they're ridiculously expensive. But I do, I honestly, like, they've started doing, like, some new trendy stuff that's uh, a little bit more fitting. And I like it. I like some of their stuff actually. And then they just came out with this new uh, this new line called Howitzer. So it's like a, it's almost like a, a military type uh, clothing. So it's got would ma- like, that would match the Howitzer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool too. So I, they're gonna send me over some stuff recently, and just that we we're talking about. It. I want to check it out. So, uh, all right. So let's let's get started. Let's start. We just got done. Like the fights ended what twenty three minutes ago or something like that. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty three minutes, yeah, minutes ago. So nice, nice victory by Charles Charles Oliveira. You got to admit, beautiful guillotine. I, I, what did I text you right before? You you texted me right before. What do you think? Who's gonna win? I'm going with Oliveira. He's gonna submit him. But then I said That's what? what? You said what else did I That's say? But I want Kevin Lee to win. I want Kevin Lee to win. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Kevin Lee to win, man. I thought he looked great against Gillespie. And then on top of the fact that I, I'm really excited about his his new move over to TriStar and Faraz Sahabi, all those guys. I love the fact that he's there. I saw some good stuff in him. I felt a little bit of, a little bit of an adrenaline dump at the end of that first round. Yeah. You know, and then it started he started off slow in the beginning of the second because you could tell it was that adrenaline dump. Um, but then he kind of came on strong in the third, but he came on too strong and left his neck out there. He Man. kept allowing his leg to get entwined, mm-hmm. which was causing him a problem. He almost was in a in a calf slicer at the one point. Yeah, yeah, you know? and you know that's exactly the the you know Charles Oliveira did that to Eric Wisely the fight that I did of it. Mm-hmm. He's just a beautiful calf slicer, and but, everyone was like, "What the hell was that? It's a calf slicer!" And he's yeah. so good at setting it up, and he's slick how he pulls it off. Yeah, he was hitting up that. He was trying to hit that reverse triangle, or not reverse triangle, that reverse hill hook. And when Kevin tried to spin out, he just sat up at the same time, so his leg couldn't get cleared past the knee. Stuck, and he just wasn't able to quite get to the around the waist to lock it in and pull him back. And Lee was able to kind of uh, Kevin was able to kind of turn and spin back towards him, but his leg was still stuck. Kevin kept doing what we call getting hip high, meaning your leg is stuck, and then you're bringing your hip over it, and now it's getting twisted. By your own motion, you yeah. settle yourself back, free your legs, start to pl- you know apply those techniques that you know. Don't 
keep on trying to come down on to control his upper body when you've got that leg trap because you're the one that's creating the pressure on it based upon the you know what he's doing. So it happens. Yeah, Bisbing said all the things that I had said when, when Kevin was walking out, and I've been saying this for a long time, the kid's got all the intangibles, has the chance to be the champion. I really believe that. I still believe that, even though he came out with a loss today. He's, he's still yeah, young. Yeah. He still has a lot to grow. I think him being at that camp at TriStar – I think he's just going to progressively just get better and better and better. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see the Except growth of him. Why did he not make weight? What is going on? Yeah. There? Yeah. I, I don't know what Come that on, is. Man. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, and I think, and, and when you have a coach like for us, he's not going to put up with that very long. It's like, look, you're a professional. You need to figure out what you got to do and you need to figure, you need to be a professional the whole time because you're representing me and my gym. And he's never had these issues with the guys that he's ever, you know, worked with. So I, as a coach, it starts to reflect on you. Like, oh, those guys, the, the guys out of that camp don't make weight and then they just don't get booked. You know, and, uh, you know, and then it starts showing the, the trainers that have control of their fighters. And, even though it's not a control issue, it's just more you're representing me and my gym, you know, and they want to make sure that as a, as a trainer, you want to make sure that you're being represented to the fullest by. And he's so talented. I can't say it enough, man. <laughs> I, did, I keep going back to this stuff, and he's just so talented. Bisping said all the things that I've been saying for years. He's got all the intangibles. He's got the, you know, he's strong. He's powerful. He's got good, he's got heavy hands. Uh, he's got the wrestling. You know, the one thing, the one mistake that he did, and I think that came because he was a little bit tired, is you never really want to, when a guy has a good guillotine, you never really want to jump in on the legs. Snatching the single is not really a good idea, you know, as much, unless you're going to run them like how Koscheck used to run them. If, if you can run them or you run yes. the double and bring your head to the high side. Yep. Uh, but that's not what he did. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, he, he hung out right. He got tired. Yeah, he hung out. Tired. He hung out right in that spot, and I just don't think that that was a uh, play. Obviously, it, it, the fight was over quick, and also too, right when you're in that position and the head's there, and they start to lock up that head, it's okay to dump the single and just push out. Yes, there's no reason to keep trying to force that takedown. Or at least climb that, you know, bring that arm over, start to climb up and make it to where now his arms are too high to get that pressure yeah. on the neck, so it's going to put you out. Yeah. But you know, when you get tired, technique starts to break down. Yeah, it was a live and learn, I think, situation, scenario. I, both of them were tired. I remember I texted you at the end yeah. of the second. I was like, I said, these guys got to go five. <laughs> they both look <laughs> yeah. exhausted right now. because yeah. um, they then, both were. Yeah, and then Kevin came out with a good game. I thought he came out in the third with – Showing the good power, and he looked fresh. Almost like he got a second win a little bit, and then just made a mistake. Now, people are going to – look, I think also, too, people are going to criticize him for, for acting like he didn't tap. I honestly think he was out a little bit. It's because he's, he's almost out. Yeah, I think he was almost out, and when he came yep. to, he doesn't remember that. you know. Yeah. And so I'm going to cut him some slack on that for sure because you could tell he just, he just stayed on the guy. Just it, Your body's <laughs> yeah. trained to do that. Yes. Yeah, you know? it had nothing to do. He wasn't trying to cheat. No. He actually – didn't even remember that moment yeah. and he just thinks that the fight is going and now he all he knows is Beltran is stopping it and, you know Beltran said things right hey watch the video yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's all you can do is like hey, yeah watch the video yeah I've said it too many times yeah because yeah, guys don't remember that and was, that you, was you, well can't, played. you can't you can't have that you can't have that uh in a way where it, it offends you yep you got to know hey he's he's getting choked the pressure's on he's actually almost to the point of going out and that hand just does that 
He doesn't even remember it. That was pretty well played, though. I think it was. Uh, I think that was a good job by um, Beltran. Like, hey, just watch was. the video. There's no reason to sit here. He's a good referee. Yeah, he is. He is a great referee. He's still my favorite. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to give Mike a compliment. Uh, you gotta go. <laughs> oh, he loves it, man. Mike, he, Mike's outstanding. It's nice to see Mike. Uh, getting work with the UFC mm-hmm. other than California. It's nice to see that Brazil brought Mike to work that show, even though it's a, you know, no, no fans and things like that. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that, but you know, Mike deserves that. Mike is one of the best referees out there and he deserves those opportunities and the sport deserves to have someone like him who does the right thing, cares about the fighters and makes mm-hmm. great decisions. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, he's the best referee. So, <laughs> um, let's let's. Uh, what other fights did you, were you interested in? Uh, to me, the, I, the go, sorry. Right. So I why did I ask that question? And you I was asked go ahead and I really was. I got to go to answer. I tell you, super impressed with Gilbert Burns. Yes. Super impressed with the way he performed. Yeah, and it was it was a multitude of things because no matter what. You know, when they're sitting there, and, and, and obviously the UFC's got to try to build, you know, a fighter in a certain way, saying, you know, this is a multi-time you know, multi world champion. There's a difference in the world championships that Damian Maya won in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and what Gilbert Burns won in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And, you know, if they were going to have a jiu-jitsu match, there's no doubt who's going to win that, just being honest. But Gilbert went out there, did not care, did an outstanding job. Of being relaxed when he was on the ground in bad positions, worked his way right out of him, did everything right, beautiful job, and then that left hook he threw, mm-hmm. Jesus, right on the button, beautiful job, and you could tell he's like he didn't want to go after and hurt, you know, Damian, but uh, Osiris Maya is the referee, and he did the right thing because Damian was prepared to try to defend himself, yeah, and he goes in, does the little you know Donkey Kong on top, and they stop it, and that's good, but was really impressed with his performance. You can tell he is continually improving. His imp- his performances are improving, and he's moving up in the ranks, man. You know, he called out Colby Covington. That would be a fun fight to watch. Yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. The Colby Covington fight would definitely be a fun fight to watch. It but would. But Colby's at that top echelon. I think one more big win for Gilbert, I think he's there. But he'd have to get Maybe. one more fight in there, I think. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see that fight now. You know, I mean, that, <laughs> I'm not, I would like to see that fight happen now. But uh, I was impressed that he called him out, man. Yeah. I think, you know what, way to go. Yeah, do it. Yep, yep. Make and, your move. At any opportunity, any moment you get a chance to, to do something like that, as Chael Sonnen would say, don't fucking waste it by saying, oh, whatever the promotion wants me whatever to do. Whatever the UFC wants. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, man. Oh, what, whatever Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby yeah. uh, give me, I'll be very, very happy. I yeah. will accept it with a smile. No. <laughs> no. Tell them what you want, man. Go pick, after it. Pick out what you want and go get it, yeah. man. That was awesome. So, uh, yeah, That was actually the fight, the, the, the fight that I was looking forward to the most on the card. Was that fight and uh, and yeah. it lived up to it? I really believed. I, I thought Gilbert did some things that I didn't think he was going to be able to do. I, I know he's extremely talented uh, on the ground. He's one of the best. Um, I think he's probably the second best, maybe like outside of Damian Maya, that's in in MMA right now as far as jujitsu wise. I mean, I, I mean Lovato's no. Lovato's out. Who, no, yeah, Lovato's Lovato's out. Lovato's out. You have Damian yeah. Maya. Who would be next? Yeah. Give me another next guy. How about Adolfo Vieira? Yeah. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah, he is. He is. A monster. In yeah. jiu-jitsu, that's yeah. a real world champion. That's a monster. 
But does he does he use it as well as Gilbert does in MMA? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So like I want to see the tra- the difference between jiu- jiu- yeah, the jitsu yeah. the ju- the difference between jiu-jitsu MMA and uh jiu-jitsu basically by itself is completely different yeah. when you're using it in the cage. And these guys sure. have have found their way like Damian Maia to me is he's worked that Lucas Leitch slash like Leo Vieira kind of half guard game, but he uses it with his takedowns. He snatches the single, hooks the leg, drags him down with, you know, that outside that uh far side underhook. And just able to sweep you, roll you, mount you, take you down. He he's got a full transition that he does, and he just keeps going to it. That's why Bisbing was able to call it out and call it out. You look at any of his old fights; it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over, and it just works for him. I mean, that's why. At, what is he? Forty two, I believe, is what they were saying. He's forty two. Yep. Yeah, still yep. doing it. I mean, the chin you can tell it. is not what it used to be, but and the speed uh, not there. But happens. at that at that age, man, he's so good. Father time. Father yep. time's a some bitch, man. Yep. Yep, you know, un, undefeated motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> totally undefeated. Uh, he, that just, like a, he just keeps rolling. I uh, know. Uh, over uh, everyone. That was the fight I was most looking forward to. Um, what did you think of Johnny Walker's performance? I mean, I know that he lost, but I mean, outside of that, what did you think? Because there was so you know much what? hype and pl- like so much push and hype behind him. And then his last fight he lost and then this fight now. But that yeah, and that's but that happens because when you're that guy that comes out, no one really knows you, and they don't know what you do, and they're like they'll watch little things and they're like, oh he's open in a lot of areas and he is he's very open because he takes what but he's very long and he lands those wild movements and you know he he just he does this you know blast on guys and that they can't survive it and he gets that win and now as the competition starts to step up. You know, you can't just do those mad rushes and you can't just, you know, just go, you know, berserker on someone and win right away. Those guys are going to be smart. I thought, you know, Krylov, he's very good. Yes. He's been very good. He's a solid fighter. You know, I will give Johnny moments that you know, I was very impressed how Johnny remained calm. He relaxed at certain times. He got hurt. He did the right things when he got hurt and then did a nice job of, you know, at one point actually reversing. Yeah. And then, but then he he allowed to get himself to get reversed back, and that was really where you know the fight ended at that point. But you're seeing improvements in his overall game, mm-hmm. and he's going to be around for a long time. He's young, he's long, he's strong. You can see that he's just going to be that guy that needs to get that level of training and technique down to where it becomes just elemental to his movements. He doesn't even have to think about certain things. They, mm-hmm. He just does those things and then he brings out one of those wild flashy mo- you know movements when the opening is there and he'll still put guys away yeah he's a good um, fighter he's, he's fun to watch i like him yeah i think he's i think he's really good i think he a little bit of the confidence may be shot so we may see him either fold and go down because once you lose two in a row, Good. you may fold and go down, or you may try to rise back up and get back on the winning track. Uh, I don't know how I can't remember or recall how old he is, but um, I, I don't think he's over thirty. I think he just no. turned thirty, is what they were saying. He's twenty. Is that what he's at? Yeah, I think they said twenty nine or thirty. But regardless, he's just coming into his own. Um, yeah, it's a matter of if he's going to rise to the top or if he's going to let this continue to break him. I get a little concerned because he, he seems like he's not okay with it, but he leaves some openings. He has a lot of openings to get hit with some clean shots. And he did that a lot oh, tonight. And his, his chin goes up a lot. Yeah. 
damn his chin rises up when he starts to do certain things it's getting higher and higher and it's like get that thing down towards your chest yeah he needs he needs to he needs to just take like a one-day video course of watching pat curran placement of your chin mm. pat curran had the greatest chin placement man that, that thing was like sewn to his chest yeah yeah he took everything off of his forehead and everything and just you got to do those things because when that chin comes up man if it gets touched you're in trouble yeah johnny's got a bad habit of raising that thing high yeah yeah it's it's strange though too because he's so tall you know, I mean, maybe they just got used to the habit of being taller than everybody he ever trained with. Yeah. And he could and lean back, out of, and leaning yep. back out of the way. A little bit like how John Jones did with Gus the first time. He thought, oh, yeah. I could just stick my hand out there and get away. Well, Gus was able to still able to hit him because he was so damn big. Yeah. Um, outside of that, would you? what other fights did you think of? Uh, you know, I, re- I thought Brandon Moreno looked really good against oh, yeah. Jasir. You know, he, again, made some mistakes. And yeah. Jasir had his moments that he could do stuff. Mm-hmm. But overall, man, Brandon... Brandon's got some power for a 125 pound fighter. Yeah, you know, as you would say, the boy's got dogs he's in his hands. He's got hand, dogs, man. man. He's <laughs> got dogs. He really, he does. He's got power, and you don't see, you don't see flyweights with power in their hands a lot. You know, we we talked about Figueroa. He's got power in his hands for mm-hmm. a, for a 125 pound guy. Normally, flyweights hurt other guys with knees or kicks or yeah. things like that. Brandon was hurting him with some of those uh, those punches. That's it's got heavy hands. Yeah, he had a rough go in the first round. He started yeah, kind of yeah, he had to put up with it. You know, and then he was able to Did put. It, he was able to. I think that the, maybe it seemed like a little bit of a size difference. I don't know. Maybe there or maybe physical strength. I don't know what it was. But as the as the end of the second round or the end of the first round went on, he started pointing them a little bit more. Started getting like some some better positioning, and. As the second and third round went on, he just was able to just stick and move, stick and move, and land some clean shots and push the pace to a point where it, you know his opponent could do it. So it was nice. It was I was pretty impressed with him. I had people blowing me up um, in my DMs saying like, "Dude, I love watching the flyweight guys fight." And I was like, "Yeah, this is this is what we used to watch out of DJ." You know, I mean, like, just bam, you could just see the speed. And DJ had had power, you know. I mean, like, he had power when he wanted to, and he, you know, and he could pick you apart whenever he wanted to. And, um, yeah, those are things that I kind of miss about DJ. I kind of miss having that, uh, you know, around, be able to see as as often as we used to be able to see him. So, yeah. Anyways, how do you, I had some people hitting me up and saying that the judging was a lot better. Maybe there was because there was no crowd influence. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, it's funny. In fact, during the fights, I, I got a text from uh, one of the judges that was judging there and saying, "Hey, did you see this fight? What you know? What did you think?" And I hadn't seen it, so I went back and watched it real quick, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said, "No, this is what it should have been, in my opinion." And that was it. Was the uh, Ronnie Yahab versus Bar? Our, uh, I don't want Bar Barloza. I want to say mm-hmm. I don't want to say his name wrong, but. Uh, last round was definitely it's a 10-8 round mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah yeah he runs out of gas basically he's tired mm-hmm. and throughout the entire round he throws not one strike he gets struck by Barloza pro you know multiple times it's just volume nothing really mm-hmm. damaging but elbows to the legs elbows to the bodies punches and then a couple of submission attempts. One knee bar that actually, at one point, it was extended. It looked decent. You know, he loses it. But this is where you're looking and saying you have zero offense from one fighter for five minutes of a round. And you have a lot of offense, although none of it real damaging. Mm-hmm. You have a 
do you have a duration of just dominance of action? Yes, you've got a, a definite long duration of that. This is a 10-8 round. You're going to lose that. And that's what basically made the fight end up a 28-28. It was a majority decision because two of the judges ended up going with that 28-28 score. One had the fight going towards uh, the one fighter, so it becomes a majority draw. Got but it. it was a good fight. To, to, to talk on that real quick. So yeah. he, judges are human. I, <laughs> yes, I, they are. I feel like the crowd is a factor. As much as we'd like to say they're not, you don't of course think they, they are. are. Yeah, of course they are. Of course so they are. when the judge is judging it, it's like, oh, we got hit. Whether the person looked like he got, whether it looked like he got hit hard, or the crowd was just behind that fighter that threw the punch. Well, that one of the things influence. This is everyone needs to figure out that judging is not what people think. If I if I take anybody, I take you, and put you in that seat, and make it to where that card that's in front of you actually has meaning because your decision and what you put on that card is actually going to have an effect on these two people. It's completely different than what people realize. And judges do take it seriously. But the one thing, and, and this is just fact, and, and it's wrong, but it is the way it's been forever, especially the UFC, the way their cage is set up. You know, every time you look, you watch a UFC, watch for where the judges are placed. Here's where they're going to be placed. You've got the two gates. You've got the gate for the blue corner and you've got the gate for the red corner. Both fighters, when they enter the cage, enter through that red gate, okay? There's going to be a judge sitting at that gate. Now, what does that mean that that judge is looking through? He's looking through multiple, three downward pole sections that have that pad, mm -hmm. and there's a crossbar on one of them for the gate itself, and he gets that seat to watch. The other judge on the far side with the blue gate, he gets the same thing. And there's one judge that is positioned where the ring card girls are sitting behind him. He's already he distracted. Gets, he gets no, he gets the, he, but he gets the open panel that you mm. would want to have a clear view. So yeah. right away, the UFC is placing those judges, two of them, in a position that it's a bad view from the start. Now you take and you can't move, and as the fighters are moving and the referee is moving in front of you, you're going to see a lot and you're going to miss a lot too because of the movement and people moving in front of you that you might not see the most important blow of the round. And with, when you have the crowd and you have all the noise, sometimes you won't hear it, but at least here, when you didn't have a crowd, they could hear things too. Yeah. And that, that audio, that allows them to have knowledge and that helps. It helps in judging a fight. Yeah, I would I would agree 100%. Like they get to actually hear the punches landing yep. versus yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can versus still Versus sometimes you do, yep. but a lot of times you don't. Yep. And then positioning what you want to know also, sometimes the back is to the to the judge and they yep. see the punch being thrown, yep. but the crowd but goes crazy, but they can't really yep. hear it or see it land. Yep. So then, but now with no crowd, they, gotta, they can hear now it. Now they have to decide. Yeah, they can hear that. There you go. You know, and so yeah, I mean, the difference it, do, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think we're going to see more of this? Maybe. 
fights with no crowds? Yeah, like I mean, like we already kind of have <laughs> no. the ultimate. No, no. What I'm saying is that we already kind of have the ultimate fighter. Um, yeah. We have what? What's that other show that Dana does? Uh, yeah, Dana White Contender Dana Series. White, yeah, is it Contender Series? Uh, that was Dana's yeah. look for a fight thing. I don't know what that was called. That's nah, a, nah, that's nah, local nah, face. Nah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's I don't, a, that Dana White Contender Series is done in Las Vegas. It used to be done at the old Tough Gym. Now it's done at the Apex Center. That they got have. it. Got it. You know, and that's his fights that he awards contracts for the UFC off of it. Mm -hmm. It's great for young guys to come in and try to get that contract. That's nice. That's a good little yeah. that's a good little gimmick that they got going. Nice work. Yep. Nice work. Nice work. Um I mean they do it like that already. So I guess I mean you're looking for fighters. I mean I guess that's kind of already what I was just be I answer my own question. I just I didn't uh yeah, that would be a good uh, it's a good idea. It's a good thing. Yeah, I think yep. Like people were talking, like because you know Bellator canceled their show in uh, Mohegan Sun. UFC went along with their show, and people were talking about, uh, you know, about the the lack of crowd, whatever it is, and not having a crowd. Because you know, there was a moment there where Bellator was not going to have a crowd, and we were going to still do our fights. And yeah. but then the morning of, we just there was so much going on. To the you know what the president was going to announce and things like that. Plus the Mohican son, the tribe and the state. And so they went through a lot of stuff to talk about this. There was a lot of things that went through, you know, obviously it wasn't just like, Oh yeah, fuck it. Let's just cancel the fights. It was not that. <laughs> no, there's a lot of thought. Yeah. Behind. But you, I, I, I wanted to, to, we were going to talk about this. Obviously it's such an important issue to talk about. Um, the for fighters the the young fighters i feel like maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i mean may, may, if you guys are at home maybe you guys are listening you're thinking man this guy's full of shit i think for the guys that don't have a lot of fights that are just coming in f into the bigger shows it makes it easier for them to fight in front of nobody because totally. they've been fighting in front totally of nobody bad. for the fucking probably last totally three or four bad. fights. Exactly. They've been fighting the fairgrounds, yeah. right? For like in front of maybe 500 people. You're, so. taking, you're taking a major element yeah. of what a fighter has to mentally deal with and you're taking it away from them so they don't have to deal with it. That's That makes it easier yeah. when you are the new guy coming in with no experience, especially in that promotion, whether it's that that promotion or or bellator or wherever you know that first fight i don't care how good you were at another the promotion mm -hmm. that first fight that you have at your new promotion there's some nerves involved and you're mm -hmm. you're wanting to perform well and it's not easy it's a difficult situation and it takes experience to get yourself through that yeah and when you're talking about a young guy coming into that promotion for the first time and if you get a choice between having that big crowd and having no crowd, one's going to be a whole lot easier for you to deal with. Yeah. No, I agree. It is. But I also think that it doesn't favor the guys that are at the top of the echelon. No, I feel it doesn't that because the, it takes the energy away. Yeah, the guys that like like we I pointed this out was Emmanuel Sanchez, you know, and I I think uh, like I feel like even with Charles Oliveira tonight, like he is some like seems like someone who feeds off the energy. Some of his past walkouts, he opens his arms up to the crowd. He feeds off that. Those kind of guys that come out like if Israel Adesanya came out and it would do like a walkout like he normally does, and there's no one there. There's no one there. Yeah, it's just it takes away the energy of guys like that. You know what I mean? Like if you, I think it's if you tough. took a if you took a Yoel Romero, he would be fine because Yoel Romero fights his way no matter what. And I think also too, he's fought in 
in other countries where there was like maybe only a hundred or not fought, but wrestled in other countries where there's only like maybe a hundred people in there, if that, you know, and he's wrestled with some of the best guys in the world. So I think it's different for every fighter. They just probably tune back into when it used to be. But I get like guys like Patricio, guys like uh, you know, Oliveira, you know, I think Johnny Walker, he fights off the crowd as well. Um, I think there's certain guys that do it, and I think that we saw a little bit of I thought we saw some great fights today. Um, you know, with no crowd. I thought we saw that. I thought we saw a great judge. I thought we saw some better judging than sometimes in some close fights. I thought it was a lot. I, it, it gave the judges a better opportunity to hear and I think not be distracted by all the things going on around them. They Just were just have more information. Yeah, they're, like they're human. They're human like the rest of us. So there's, you know, a distraction of that to us would be a distraction to them as well. You know, no matter how focused they are on, on the fight. Um, I just want, I wanted to make sure everyone understood that it was, it's what a dynamic. It's so hard for fighters to turn a switch on and off. And Rashad Evans said this years ago, he said, you know, there's times that I just fucking show up to the arena and I don't want to fucking I fight. Be there. I don't want to be here. <laughs> He's like, you know, it was just important for me to go out there no matter how bad I didn't want to be there and still get the win, you know? And, uh, and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, man, there's moment, there was plenty of times where I just did not want to be at the the venue. I was like, man, I'd love to fight. I was a kid that just loved to fight. A kid, and then um, you know, a teenager. Uh, um, when I finally ever, if I ever did grow up, an adult, you know, and that I just never happened even to this point. I just, honest. I just love it. Shut up, podcast, Dave. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I love, I loved fighting, you know, and so. But I was a fighter that fed off the crowd. That's why I loved fighting in San Jose. When they offered me fights outside of San Jose, I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'll wait till the next San Jose show. I have no desire to fight somewhere else. Well, is, you know, you're bringing up, let's let's take a look at the person you brought up. Mm-hmm. Rashad Evans, you know, most people don't even remember. Rashad was part of season two of The mm-hmm. Ultimate Fighter. And he's the perfect example when I talk about what this entire situation is. He was part of, uh, Rich Franklin's team mm-hmm. for season two of Tough, and he was considered one of the worst guys. Okay, just flat out. Now he won it, yeah. but in the beginning, I'm being honest. Matt Hughes, as the opposite coach, was he was able to pick whoever he wanted to have his guys go against, and you could make the same guy fight, fight after fight after fight. Yeah, it didn't have to be oh he fought. Now you have to have everyone else fight, and then yeah. you can pick him again, and. The perfect example of this is they watched Rashad in the gym practice, and he's not a great practice guy as far as at that time. He, you know, he would go through the motions and everything, but he was not th- that impressive when he was in practice. But when you put him under the lights, he performed. Yeah. And and the guy that you know Matt had on his team was a guy named Mike Whitehead. Yeah. In the gym, everybody knew Mike Whitehead, and you could take whoever was the world champion at that time. And in the gym, Mike Whitehead would give that champion fits. He would pick him up, slam him down, grind him out. Yeah, He just was a world beater in the gym. But when you put him under the lights, it all changed because of the pressure. Yep. And everybody deals with pressure differently. And, you know, Rashad Evans became a champion because he was able to deal with pressure he was good under the lights he took the energy of the crowd and he made it become something that just elevated his performance and there are guys that would love to do that they just can't do it yep 
No, but I, mentally, it is something that's hard for them to deal with. Yeah, Mike Whitehead wrestled at North Idaho College, and uh, Trevor yeah. Prangley was up there, and I became friends with him through there, and then uh, you know he ended up. He used to train with Trevor Prangley years and years ago uh, at his gym up there. And then they eventually uh, split ways and he ended up going to, I think, Militich's, right? So he was at Militich's yep. with those yep. guys. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It could happen to anybody. You know, I can give you yeah. another, for instance, Mike Van Arsdale. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, Come on. Like the guy that had all the talent, all the ability, all the 40, 41, 42 years world. old, but just did not, did not want to be in there. Like he walked out there and he, I mean, he tried to quit. I don't know how many times on the stool between rounds. And Bob, when you talk about Rand, when he, how about his fight with Randy Couture? Yeah, he was beating Randy. He was beating Randy. He I was there that. in the fucking I corner. I was cornering him for that fight. I was just like, and Bob smacks him. Was get your fucking ass back out there. You're gonna Are get you your kidding, man. He went like this. Yeah, he said he, he let Randy put a dart. Yeah, I think it was an anaconda. I was, oh man, I was like, this is crazy, insane. Anyways, um. Yeah, they just, you know, there, there's certain guys that it happens. I think the crowd motivates some guys, and sometimes it's a hindrance for some guys. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it was a, it's a shitty situation, I think, to be in with all the stuff that we're going through right now with just uh, with, with uh, the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, the, the Dave virus. COVID-19. Oh, yeah. the, the podcast Dave virus. That's really what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not from China. Uh, you know, I, it's funny because we you know, we were going to do that show and I was yes. going to do the in cage uh, interviews and so I told myself, man, don't say, hey, let's hear it for or realize, you know, ladies and gentlemen, there's no one in the goddamn crowd. And Mike Bisping, <laughs> Mike Bisping went and did it multiple times, and I'm going, yeah, there it is, right there. Is. You know, it's because you get used to doing something. Yep. And uh, I, I, he even made a joke about it at the end, so he's got a great sense of humor about it. Yeah, because it's hard to change what you do. Yeah, but it's uh it, this this whole thing is, you know, I I don't is it it's scary I guess for mm -hmm. people, you know I I think anybody can has to say it's scary because, I personally I don't worry about it even though I'm 75 as you would say so I'm yeah. one of those old people that yeah. it can affect but, you know if you have you know parents or yeah or, you know grandparents or older people that you know are in your family hey you've got to be concerned if they get this that is a bad thing if you've got you know young kids or you're young you're going to be fine yep let's just be honest but for older people this is something that man it's it's a serious illness that can cause a respiratory failure and so we've got to take it serious and and it, i i really appreciate the fact that i i i, I look at sport is something that we we use to get away from life we yeah. use we use it to you know get away from the grind of life and to you know have a little freedom and a little enjoyment of you know you get to watch your team and you know root them on and uh to lose that that's not good that's right. bad you know but you've got to be you know cognizant of what scott coker did with bellator and let, let, let's put it out there there was a worker for the arena well, now that I'm home, let's put it out there because otherwise I would be stuck in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. be stuck in quarantine. There was, there was a worker for the arena yeah. who was, you know, part of the crew in the back setting up things for their and got felt like he got sick and oh. ended up going to the hospital. They don't know if he had, you know, this coronavirus, so mm. that that wasn't even determined. But it, the fact of the matter was, well, Bellator people have been around this person. And the fighters have been moving in and out. And hey, 
do we really want to take our fighters and possibly put them in a situation where, you know, they're going to be breathing heavy. They're going to be sucking in air. This is an air airborne illness. Do we want to put our people in that position? No, we don't want to do that. It's not worth it to us. It's not worth it to have one, one person end up being sick with this. We're going to, you know, shut this down, burn through money. And you, you know, look at, you got to figure all the flights of people going there, mm-hmm. you know, everything, the production setup, all the fighters. And then he paid all the fighters and gave them their full pay. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be yep. impressed that Scott has that, you know, thought pattern about this is about my fighters. This isn't about the promotion. This is about doing what's right for my people. You, yeah, you have to remember there were still two fighters that didn't make weight. Okay. And that yep. fight was off. Yep. The fighter that they were supposed to fight was normally, and I'm going to give you, I'm like, and I'm not, I'm going to give you guys a friend. He got, they both got paid their win money. The whole, yep. all, everybody on the car got paid their win money. But normally, it normally in the past, okay, other, doesn't matter. Normally, the fighter only gets their show money for making weight, showing up, and just getting their show money. In this circumstances, in this situation, with everything going on, not knowing when these guys will be able to fight again. We don't know if it's going to be two weeks, a month. If something's going to happen, we don't know. No, This is all... This is all just speculation. On it's it. It unprecedented. Could, it could be next week. It could be... We could be told, go ahead and go back to school next week and do whatever, or, you know, or have yep. fights next week. Or it could be three months from now. People, we don't know. Right. So these, these fighters... They they need the money, and let's be real. A lot of these fighters, they have kids. Some of them, some of them are still like some of them are probably taking care of their family, not just their wife and their kids, but maybe even their mom. You know who? You know, there's I have I do know some of the fighters have just like a, a mother that lives with them. You know, and so there's 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 fighters that have responsibilities outside of just their wife and their kids. Um, yep. Look, I think that. I thought he, I thought there was a lot of things that went into it. Like I said, we, the day before we were talking, we were fighting and all the fighters were like, they're all the fighters were like, look, we're, we're down. Let's do it. You know? And they, they were, they were all willing to do it. They're no different than any other, any other fighters in the world. We're all fight. Like when it comes down to being a fighter, you're either are, you're not. Okay. We're cut from a different cloth. We're not always the brightest. Okay. And we're not, we, we make, we make dumb decisions sometimes, but it also comes down to honestly, it also comes down to the promotion and your promoters, okay, looking after their athletes. Not just them, but I'm talking about the NBA, the NHL, all those things. There comes a time when the ref, the judges, they have to take care of the athlete because the athlete won't do it for themselves. No different than my coaches in my corners. Okay, if you get hurt, if you get dropped or something, you get you get rocked at practice. It's up to your coaches to say, look, you shouldn't fight. Stop the fight, sit out, call the promotion. Let's get this figured out. We should not fight. We'll be back sooner. We'll be back, you know, in the future. Don't worry about it. This is that scenario where Scott Coker was put with the with put in a position where he needed to make a decision for his athletes. It's best that we don't jeopardize the the fact that you guys may end up getting sick. It's best that we don't do that. And it was best for the promotion. It was best for the fighters. Best for the people that are working in the arena as well. It was best for everyone at that time. No different than the NBA. No different than the NHL. This was a good situation for, for Bellator to do. I posted and reposted all of the comments from fighters that didn't even fight. But just how encouraged they were that they worked for a promotion that paid the athletes their full purses. Now... Look, I got a lot of heat. Like I was taking digs at the UFC. 
because I said, look, at the end of the day, that's not that's not even what it was about. I just said at the end of the day, it becomes it, it really becomes a thing where your promoter is putting safety over over uh, over money. You know, and it, that's really what it came down to. He could have still fought. He could have still had all, all of them guys fight. The The casino was fine. They were like, look, he's going to go to the Hold doctor. Go the ahead. Mohegan Sun wanted the fight to go on. Yes, the Mohegan Sun said, hey, we actually, they actually, there was conversation apparently that said that they had said, like, we don't operate under the Connecticut laws or whatever it is. The government of what the, what, the, what the government wants, that doesn't doesn't matter as we're sovereign land yeah so they they could have had the show whether whether uh whether the, the state said no or not they could have done it no i mean obviously we, right. they would have scott jumped on on board and said look we'll see what happens let's see it and then that whole thing happened the morning of and then it's like look it just wasn't meant to be let's not take any let's not take any chances and let's take the safety of our fighters first and i and i'm not criticizing any like we're here talking about the ufc today you know because they they put a show on um I just would hate to see if something happened to someone, you know, and they took something home to their elderly grandparents, aunts, That's uncles. Problem. Those are the things. Yes. Like people are looking past, like, oh well, you're digging at the US. No, I'm not. I'm not. It only takes one fighter to take someone something home, okay, and and give it to their elderly aunt or their elderly, you know, uncle or their grandfather or who who's to say even their child, a child that's one or two, you know, Patricio just had a baby two weeks ago. Where does that put two week old baby and you take it home? I'm just glad that Scott just decided to say like, you know what? Let's just fucking eat it on this one. Let's pay all the fighters. And everyone's like, oh, well, the fighters, you know, what if they wanted to fight? I can tell you right now that they wanted to fight. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I can tell you right now they all wanted to fight. But not one fucking fighter is going to say, what, you're going to pay me my win money, my, my show money and my win money, and I don't have to take any damage, and I get rebooked right away and get my money again? They're going to all say yes. Twice for one fight. Yeah, twice. <laughs> and I get to train for the same guy. I get to train for the yeah. same guy. I'm not changing opponents. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Wait, I get two camps to Matt train Mitrione for one guy. Matt very happy. Yes. Matt, Matt Mitrione <laughs> took that fight on less than two weeks. Didn't have to fight. Now gets to put in more time in his camp, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this was a good decision." Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, look, it's all good. I'm in. I am no way, and am I? I am in no way taking a dig at the UFC. We're here talking about the UFC because well, they had, they had you, great fights tonight. But you've got to look at it this way, and this is the question that I have because I'm watching this show, and they're putting on a show with nobody in the arena, and, yeah. and it's, and I, I look at it two ways, in that hey. You know they're they're putting something out for people to actually mm -hmm. hopefully enjoy too, and that, and that's important. And in moments and times like this, yes. having something to get away, you know, from the world with, you know, is nice. But the one thing that I was really noticing was they're putting out advertisement for these future fights, and they're talking about London. And hey, if they don't have certain fighters over there already, they're not going to get there. There, I mean, there's going to be a lot of problems here because now you can see that the travel as of today has now changed again. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about quarantining people that are coming in even to London. So are you going to be able to do that? They're, they're going to have to you know, take a look and they've got decisions to make also. I don't think that their shows are going to go through like they think. And then also take a look. You know, you've got Le that. You know, the main event fight in that is Tyron Woodley against Leon Edwards. Yes. It's a great fight, but now, if Tyron has not gone to London and he's here, 
you could put him on a fight at the Apex Center, but you've got to get Leon now. What 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 happened? What did they do to travel now with even even Great Britain? You know, the United Kingdom. Now the United Kingdom is also, oh no, you, we're gonna quarantine those people. So you can't bring Leon Edwards. So there, there's a real question of what's gonna go on with it. Here's the other thing. Uh, T Wood just got back from Thailand. He was there for a couple weeks. I don't know how that plays into all this, but like I'm just simply <laughs> I'm just simply saying, like when I showed up in uh when I showed up um in Connecticut. They said they were looking. They went through my passport because now they have that thirty-one chant, whatever that. What is it? October something, with the uh, travel with the IDs. You have yeah, to it's have, a new ID. Yeah, you have, to have the new ID, the new travel ID yeah. or whatever. But I saw October, I traveled, October of twenty twenty. Yeah, so I I travel with my passport now because you can avoid it by getting that new ID by getting by global traveling. entry. It's yeah. a card, yeah, boom. Yeah. So you don't have to do anything. So I just how do, many times do I have to tell you? Something? I know, I know, but I'm I'm a diamond member, so I just walk through everything anyway. So it's kind of cool. I don't. It's like, but now I just got to carry my passport everywhere. Um, there was something I was gonna tell you. I, I I'm not. You were talking about Tyrone. Yeah, look, 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 well, here, so, so, so I had, I had three fighters reach out to me that are on the London card okay. and they said, Hey, first they want to know this. If the fight doesn't happen, what did Bellator pay their fighters? And I said, they paid them their full purses and they, so they you know, they hit me up through DM and they, my, on my IG and they said, they said, is it true? And I said, yes. I said, yes. They, pay, they paid all the fighters. They're, I said, you'd have fighters come out and say, I didn't get paid my fuck. They would say shit like, you know, fighters are that Fuck, way. yes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Holy, so, you paid him, you didn't pay me. Yeah, exactly. So you have to pay, you know, they, they paid everyone. And so there was that, and they said, like, they said, well, they we not are. Only, look, at, hold it. They not only paid the fighters, they paid the cut men, they paid the officials, the judges, the referees that did not work. That came there to work. They paid everybody. Yep, they paid. They paid all the people that came there and that were setting up the venue. They didn't even get to finish setting up the venue. Yep. they paid all them. Yeah, they yep. we they had a full on uh, speech that they gave to everyone. Like, hey, we're paying all you guys. We understand the circumstances are not you normal. And did your job. Yeah, exactly. They came here. We all came here to do our job. Yeah, that's one thing I can say. I'm very proud of. Yep. And, um, that's the way that Scott has always been. And I don't even know if it was his call to pay everyone, but I would imagine it was, given the fact that, you know, with CBS and Viacom and Showtime and all those guys now merging together, they want to make sure the safety of people that work for them is taken care of. I, I just, the, the three fighters reached out to me and they did, you know, one of them reached out this morning and the other two were, you know, yesterday. So, Hey, is, are you sure everyone got paid? And I said, yes, everyone got paid. There's like, well, because we're fighting in London and if this fight gets canceled, we want to know what we, we should ask for. Should we get our full purse? Should we just get our show money? Like if they're going to ride this all the way up to the end. And I told them all this, the same, I told them, I told them all, except for the one this morning, I told the first two, I said, <clears throat> when I was supposed to fight on the last strike force card, they were supposed to have, it got canceled. And I was supposed to fight Carlo, Carlos, Carlos Fodor. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is it Carlos or Carlo? I think it's Carlos. Carlo. Carlo. Okay. It's yeah, Carlos. Say Carlo, Fodor. Carlo Fodor. Carlo Fodor. I was supposed to fight him. We were a week away from the fight. Camp was done. I just got done sparring my last training session. And then the UFC called and they said, hey, um, we know you've been training for your fight. Da, 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 da. Like the fight's off. We canceled it. They paid me 10 grand. I was supposed to make 120,000. <laughs> yeah, it was a big difference in pay. 
That's, so yeah, that's, that's, they, I didn't even get my show money. <laughs> I didn't even get my show money. I, I look, but the bottom line is they didn't have to do it. That's the thing. Uh, from what I understand, like until you make weight, they don't have nope. to pay you. No, they, so they didn't they have to cancel the fight on you. So I tip, I tip my hat off to them for doing that, for giving me, you know, the 10 grand. But it was that, that it like when I'm trying to talk to them, I said the circumstances were different. It depends on when the fight goes, when the, when you get to London, if it even gets to that far, if it takes place, do you weigh in? Do you not weigh in? They, they're they just simply saying, like, I'm concerned that we may not fight. And the concern is, is that if they don't fight, that they're not going to get paid. And if they're going to get paid, do they weigh in? Then they won't get paid if they don't weigh in. These are, these are all just circumstances that are just different for, I think, for pro, even the promotion to deal with. I understand where the UFC is coming from. I thought it was kind of, even though... I was. I am concerned about the, the safety of the fighters and what they potentially could take home to their kids or their, you know, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, whatever. It was. It was nice to tune into the fights today and be like, hey, yep. at least there's something on TV. There That's was. It, it was. Yeah. Um, Ashley Evan Smith, who fights in London next week, she said that um, she's going regard. Like she knows she's going and taking the risk of not being able to come back. Uh, you know, by being quarantined, and she's willing to take the risk. And uh, she said her manager told her that UFC's confirmed they'll cover any expenses related to the coronavirus. Yeah, so. no, th that's not the point. But this is the this is the scenario of where the you need someone to take. You need someone to look out for the athlete because the athlete's going to do that every single time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The athlete has worked their ass off to get to that point. They're not going to, they're going to do that. That's, I was one of them for years. Like, fuck it. I'm just, whatever got dropped in sparring. Fuck it. I'm fighting next week. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, they're going to do that. And that's, you need, you need the promotion and you need your corners and your, t you need to make sure that something is confirmed with the promotion to say, Hey, are we really going to do this when we get there? If you guys have the connections to figure this out before we go there and I'm stuck in quarantine or before we go there and the fight's canceled, am I getting my show money? Am I getting my win with it? What's going on? I just, I, I want to make sure I, I'm out for the fighters, man. I really am. Yeah. I really am out for them and I'm out for their families. You know, um, I want I want the best for them. And so when people think I'm taking a dig at, at the UFC, no, I've, I've taken digs at other promotions as well. And I've taken a dig at my own damn promotion when I was with Strikeforce. And Coker used to fucking call me up and be like, hey, you need to shut the fuck up. And we'd have conversations about it. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was put like, hey, yes, there was things that I did say. And it was like, hey, I understand your frustration, but don't go to the media. Come to me. And I, I want the fighters to go and do that too. Call up Dana. Hey. Yeah. Let's be well, real. I, don't make it public. You guys don't have to make it public. I'm not saying that. No. But figure it out, you guys, because they're hitting. But if you, how if random you, is it for them to hit have, me up? If you have that question, if you're the fighter and you're you have that question, you need to get that question answered, and you need to either you get on the phone, contact yeah. the UFC, and say, "I just have questions. Explaining me what's going to be done here. They're exactly. going to tell you, or." You got a manager. That's his job. That's her job. If you have management, let them make their money. Let them make the call. Let them get all that pertinent information. And then let them bring it back to you. You know that's why you that person gets that percentage of your sweat and blood. So, you know there. If you have a question, you should not be going through this without those questions being answered. Those questions should be answered, especially in this time. And again. Josh, you know, as you would say, I'm 57, okay, but you would say 75. 75. I know you invert those numbers. 
you know, I've been through a lot of things in my life. Okay. Been part of a lot of things that, you know, are some good, a lot bad. I've, this is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Never in, you know, my 57 years, almost 58 years on this planet, have we had something where it has come to the point where or they're shutting down travel. They're talking about martial law. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I was part of the LA riots and, you know, that was, you know, things going on, but that's a specific area. Mm-hmm. And this is freaking worldwide. Yeah, this is big. And, and again, I, I don't believe that everyone is in danger of this virus taking their life. I don't I believe that, but, but I, I do believe that there is a, a vast, you know, section of our society, especially the older people that, yeah, you know, if, if you are someone of an advanced age, if you're someone with respiratory issues, if you're someone that is obese, if you're someone that is a smoker, hey, this virus can end your life. And that's mm-hmm. a serious thing. And, and we need to take that seriously. So, yeah, you, know, it, you know, all those questions should be answered by any fighter that asks them by any promotion. Do you guys think they're not getting answered though? Because I mean, my, my other thought as well is like a lot of businesses are taking precautions to to stay open, and I think like it's it's fine that the UFC is doing the same thing. In my opinion, like they're taking precautions to to probably minimize staff on hand and things like that. And, yeah. And uh, and I don't like Bellator can cancel this show, but then what happens if three months from now there's we're still in the same situation and UFC's been doing no fan. In attendance shows, but Bellator's cancelled shows, so fighters aren't making any money in Bellator yeah. because there's no shows where UFC's continuing it. Uh, so let's all. I guess I could answer that. There that, has been talk. Simple, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. There has hey. been there has been talk about um, doing shows, no fan shows with Bellator as well to keep the fighters active so they can support their families. There has been that, and you'll just minimize the amount of the crew because when we do big shows right like with ufc same thing uh one fc as well bellator when they do big shows there's about 400 people that work on staff people don't realize how big the staff is uh, you have multiple production yeah huge production there's a lot that goes into it not just security and and ushers and the judges and the refs and the in the corners and the fighters and the you know it's like the whole production team is in the back the the whole crew that sets up the arena I mean, those guys, they work all night to get it done by a yep. certain time. And they're fucking animals, man. They're awesome. They come in they're and savages. bust it out. So they're savage. They come in. Sometimes they don't get into the venue until 2.30 in the morning. And that, that shit's built by like 10 a.m. the next day. You're like, what the hell? You walk yep. in, it's a whole other venue. You're all curtains hung, monitors up, screens lights are up, up, lights up. Yep. The cage is built. Like, I mean, they're just laying down the red carpet like you know, that's that's all that's left at 10 a.m i mean they're worker bees man they, yeah they do their job they're yeah. animals man and if that goes for the ufc guys too the whoever whoever oh, yeah, does their exactly stuff the same and, you know and the same thing with the one guys the one i've seen i've been part of that promotion and i've seen them same with the ufc i've seen them working all night to get their their stuff done um I don't think I think the Bellator's talked about doing you know no crowd promotions to keep their to fights to keep their guys busy their guys and their girls busy their fighters and athletes busy. The, um, the, real, the real thing that people need to think about with this is this, and no matter what, with what's going on, based upon you know you have a president of the United States whether you like him or not <laughs> has declared a national emergency. Okay, you have governors of states saying we are putting a you know 
a number on the amount of people that can gather in a mm-hmm. specific location. And I've heard that number anywhere from 100, 100 250 to 500. 335 people here in California, 35 to 100. Okay, no, okay, there you go. See, now it's thirty down to 35. And so you're looking at all of these things. So, you know, unfortunately, and here I'm going I'm to jump on the lawyers of the world because, see, this is what the lawyers are waiting for. Because all they're waiting for is the UFC. Because if you take a look at the UFC with their show in Brazil, all right, and trust me, there's more people there than that 250 oh, yeah. number that, that the, the governor from Brasilia came up with. Yep. There just has to be because of production people yep. and everything. And so now one person, unfortunately, we'll say gets the coronavirus. Yep. And now that one person, all, all of a sudden, is, you know, a lawyer, friend of theirs says, oh, hey, I can make you money. And what's going to happen? I want you to think about this because, you know, I used to do this with plaintiff's lawyers all the time. You know, I, had to, I had to work cases. You got to go and think of what's the plaintiff lawyer going to ask. Well, it's going to be simple. You know, he's going to put Dana White on the stand. He says, you know, Mr. White, you're, you're friends with President Trump, aren't you? You know, did you not hear him say that this was mm-hmm. a national emergency? And so what's Dana going to have to say? Yeah. yeah, I heard that. Did you not hear that the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, put things to, you know, no more than 35 to 100, depending upon the situation yeah. of people? Yes. Did you not hear that the governor of Brazil... And Brasilia uh, said that no more than 250. So what you're trying to basically say is lining your pockets with money is yeah. more important than the health and safety of the people that you have working your production staff and the people you have fighting for you in your promotion. And what's he going to say? He's stuck. Yeah. He can say, no, no, I, it's not more important. But that's the perception that's going to be put forth. So there's liability that happens by allowing shows to go on and the ufc is assuming that liability when they have the show go on in brazilia and again i'm not unhappy that they did it they gave me entertainment thank you very much yes but these are the concerns that you have to think about because this is the reality of life and when you have all of these people doing all of these things throughout the world to start to quarantine and separate people when you're talking about bringing people together to fight and all the the production that goes with it you got to be careful because someone's going to go after you. It only, you got to remember, it only, it only takes, takes one. one. That's it. That's the thing. And here, it doesn't have to be a fighter. Like we were saying, there's no. 200 people, 250, maybe even more working on the production side, trying to get that show going. And those people are there in the arena the whole time. The EMT, yep. the doctors, the all that stuff. They're all there. Have to be. They, we're not talking about the crowd. The crowd, fuck. No. We fight in the gym all the time with no fucking crowd. It doesn't make it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure, like when it comes to fighting that, you want a crowd. But in this scenario, there's more than 250 people in, in that arena when they were fighting. And it's going to be the same thing at the Apex. Okay? It's not going to be... 20 people in there oh. like you think it's just gonna be fighters in their camps no how do you think it gets to well from, yeah, from that apex to your a, tv screen <laughs> i want you to think about this thing with the apex the nevada state athletic commission just came out and said all sporting events oh i canceled. just saw that i did see that yeah. so when they did that because I, I i like i knew there there was a uh there's an amateur uh show tough enough it's been in in Nevada in the Vegas area mm-hmm. for years. Barry Myers was the one that started. His brother Jeff Myers is, you know, putting it on. And they had a show scheduled for today. Mm-hmm. And they were t- talking about, yeah, we're going to go through with it. You know, if we have to cancel the crowd, we'll cancel the crowd. But we're going to go through with the fights yeah. because the fighters deserve that. And we have 
you know, we have sponsors that are doing things and want to be part of things. We're going to have it go through. And, and finally it was, is that the, is that the smartest thing? Is that the right thing? You got to think about everything. And finally the Nevada state athletic commission came out and said, negative, it's canceled. Is it considered a sporting event though? Cause it's not, it's, it's, there's no one there. They're not selling tickets. That's with the apex. Is that considered off, a sporting event? Is it a sporting event? I'm not saying that there's there's people there or not. We can call it backroom brawls. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? I'm, not, it's, I'm it's say, a sporting event. I'm looking at it from the. I'm, I'm so, trying. I'm trying to stick up for the UFC right now. If they did decide no, to no, do it, I understand what you're saying. I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah, it could be that the athletic commission comes about and says, "Oh, we were talking about the selling of tickets." Yeah, that and might. they could let it go. Interesting. But they did come out with that, and so you're now. I'm wondering. Are they going to be able to do shows at the Apex? Yeah, interesting. You, know, you don't that's, know. That's But to answer your question, though, Dave, because you had said, well, you know, there's businesses around here. Yeah, but businesses are not traveling from country to country and bringing other things back. There's a potential of, like, they go to bringing, Brazil and come bringing back. Bringing people from country to country. Yeah, so. What about, like, food businesses that are bringing in food from different parts of the country and things like that? Can you say food again? Food. food. Please. Food. 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 Thank you very food, much. Eh? Yeah, food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know the food. I, the trade business is still not out of business, but they're not bringing people in that would be carrying this. I, the coronavirus, I think, is sp- they're saying it's spread through a bat. We don't. Well, we don't eat bat well, like, here in the U.S., buddy. Like, like FedEx, <laughs> for example. Like FedEx and UPS are still on, and I know this because I'm working next week and I have to be there for to collect things from them. But um, uh, heaven they, forbid you work. Anyways, go <laughs> fuck ahead. You. Um, the like they're they're still on and those guys like you know those guys are in their trucks like interacting with all different people. From... No, they're not. They they yes, don't. They have you ever seen the FedEx people? Yeah, yeah, yes. You, yeah, you see them. <laughs> they come by my office. Are you a group of one or thirty-five or more? It's you and the FedEx guy. That's yeah, but, the, but I'm saying there's like 25 people in my office. Like you, you don't know. Like if they go to like a Microsoft office the, or the like a, other is, business, the limit is office. 35. What do you mean? In Podcast office. Dave has 36 personalities. Yeah, 36 personnel in your office? 36 I'm, personalities. So I understand what you're saying. I do understand exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I, I own two gyms. But you said so it only a, takes one? You know, it does. It does only take one. In that scenario of getting sick, I get what you're saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, It does only take one. If someone shows up to my gym sick, it's going to take that one person. You ask them not yeah. to come if they're sick. Go ahead. No, it's yeah. exactly it. It, it. it can be the one-on-one. That's all it takes. Yeah. But... It, you know, life's got to go on, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's the point I'm making is that life goes on. UFC keeps doing the shows whether they have fans or not. So, I'm not I'm not saying whether they have fans or not, but there's, there's, there's at least 200, 300 people that work the show to get it from that Apex Center or wherever the show is to your TV screen. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't think they're taking precautions to, like, minimize, you know, like, you, like for example... There's people in there's people in the the, the trucks that the that control the broadcast mm-hmm. piece of it, right? Like they're they're isolated from the rest of the crew that are you know however many cameras are in in the in the arena, mm-hmm. um, and you, you know there's there's ways to like minimize who's in what place. Dave, when. Dave, I want you to think how many people do you think just the athletic commission has at a show? Um, how many people? If I, if I was guessing, I would probably say like fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Hey, I want you to think. There's more than 15 inspectors, okay? <laughs> take, take a look at what we had five referees. We had eight judges for the Bellator show. You have timekeepers. You have scorekeepers. You have executive you know, directors. You have you know, probably just 30 to 35 people with your athletic commission. 
that's 35 people right there. You know, that's, it, it's hard to, to, you can always try to bring those numbers down. And obviously with no crowd, you could, you know, probably break that down a little bit more, obviously, but it's just the numbers don't work well mm -hmm. for you in staying with what they want. Yeah. You know, every time you, you got someone with a camera, you got eight cameras, that means that's 16 people because you got the, the camera operator and you've got the cord person that's got to travel with that camera yeah. operator. You got the people with the sound, they're all inside. You got the people that are doing in house stuff, you know, as far as making screens work. There's, there's just a lot of people. Involved. Look, I think there's a great chance. People keep, they're getting stressing about the Khabib and Tony fight. And I'm telling you right now, I think that fight will be fine. You have plenty of time between now and then. I think it's over a month. I think that fight will be fine. Got a month. It's London, I think, that this needs to be worried about. The travel, I, L London. L London's got problems. London's got problems. You know, and I don't know if yeah. there's another fight after that. London, after, there's another fight after that. There, I think there's one more, I think. Well, yeah, that, that, one, that one had been switched from Oregon. Because it was supposed to be in Portland. That's right. And it was switched to the Apex Center. Got it. Yep. So, I mean, like... The London's, one, London's the one that you really... You know, that's yeah. the one that's like, oh, that one's, that one's got problems. I think a lot of the internet... They, they were already in Brazil when all this stuff started happening. So, they, they were like, look, we're already yeah. balls deep in this. Let's just stay, let's just stay yeah. the course. But London, though, they have that opportunity to stop it now and not go. Or go and see what happens. Play it by ear. You know... But you're there. I don't know the the travel. You're on a plane. Remember, you're stuck in a tube with say 150. I'm at, I'm, and I'm looking at just that. They say that word quarantine. <laughs> uh, dude, dude that not, sounds not, so I'm, much fun. Dude, <laughs> fuck that. They say that word. I'm like, oh man, that's not good. Think about it. Yeah. You know, if you fought, let's say you fight only, and then you try to fly home. And you fly into, you know, the Bay Area, we'll mm -hmm. say, and they take you and put you in a tent and say, here's where you're going to stay for the next two weeks. Yeah. I wish we could do While that we the podcast, Dave. Your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where they're going to put that fucking, that, is, that, that uh, thermostat right up your ass. <laughs> Dave, they're going to check the seat. Thermostat. Whatever it is. Feels like quarantine. Thermometer. Put the thermometer up your ass. Thermostat up his ass. Way to go, man. Uh, that'd be great. It feels like quarantine when I have to sit in this room with you for two hours. It is. It will be. It's torture, man. Yeah. Uh, they actually have some good cards coming up. They got uh, Nganu and Rosenstruck, uh, which is UFC Apex. Yeah. That's, that, that's the Apex Center because that one was Portland. And then over Reem and Walt Harris. Uh, on April 11th, the week before Tony. Over him and who? Uh, is it Walt Harris? Is that his name? Walt Harris. Walt yeah. Harris. Yes. Yeah. Walt yeah. Harris. Walt yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that's his first fight back, huh? Yeah. Oof. Five times. Yes. Man. yes. That's a rough one. Uh, He's did, got some big balls, man, that guy. Masvidal just came out saying, yeah. um, saying that Kevin Lee should be cut for tapping and then saying that he never tapped. I, we just talked about that. I couldn't <laughs> even revisit it. I won't even no. revisit it. Um, That's, yeah, yeah, when you get choked out. Though. Hell, Matt Lindland, Matt Lindland made a goddamn career of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and knew uh, what he was doing. <laughs> let, I, I, I'm going to do the same I thing. I got caught by him. Chael did it a couple times as well. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I love me some Chael, but Chael makes me laugh. <laughs> um what else? What else is there? I mean, outside outside of that stuff, I really uh, like. I was I really enjoyed the fights today. It was good to see a sporting event. Um, no well, knock we, on them. We could also talk about the fact that you know Bellator was not only in the in the problem of 
the coronavirus, we had kidney stone problems for more over Oh, jeez. You and I were going to do that show, baby. Fuck. We were there. I almost like a, a, we were going to oh, a blast. Almost like this weight was lifted off my shoulders when they said it was canceled. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, bro, because you and I talked about this. Joe, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Rogan had Joe said Rogan. that yeah, Rogan had said that Goldie couldn't do a show one time, and he had to do Goldie's job. And UFC he said 42. it was he said it was the fucking worst, worst experience of his life. Of his he life. hated it. He was like, "This suck." He told Goldie, "Don't ever miss a fucking fight again." It was horrible. <laughs> what was so. the um, what was the stuff you guys were doing on Instagram um, where you were asking John about you were like trying to do like quick questions? Oh, that was a good little yeah. It was uh, what was it called? Asking this or that? Oh, this, this or, or that? That, or that was something. a cool little thing. We was that for Bellator? Yeah, Bellator. Oh. So we have an in-house show. Did they? They must have put. Did they put it up on Instagram? Oh, hey, you yeah. put it on Instagram. I think oh, you, you, I, you did? No, no, oh, you're. No, 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 you're. Uh, don't blame my wife. No, she did. She filmed it. <laughs> she oh, filmed it. Oh, it was John's Instagram. Then? Yeah, yeah, it was your Instagram, buddy. Your God, Instagram did it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh, no, that and then they, she caught us playing video games also. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were killing that. Thing, were we, we were playing what? Asteroid? No, it was called something else. No, no, uh, it wasn't Asteroid. Something. Yeah, that. it was cool, man. We had to get. That was funny. Yeah, I, I mean, we never. I've never seen that before. It was the first time I've been there. Oh man, uh, it was a good. I thought all in all we had a good week there. It just, it's upsetting that they didn't get to fight. But I think it gives yeah. them more time to prepare for each other, and we should see some really cause, cause me to drive 12 and a half hours home? Yeah. That Holy crap. Brutal. I'm, I have a question. Why did you drive? At least you, get, you got a flight. You know what? I, I drove because, uh, you know, we got released and said, hey, we're not going to have a show. And then my flight was the next day, and they couldn't, I couldn't get a flight out of Charlotte to get to where I need to get. Yeah. So I would have been stuck in Charlotte. And I, if, I was able to get off on the one, and I was like, just get me a car. I'll drive. I don't mind driving. No, I love driving. It doesn't bother me in the nope. least. And so all I knew is if I, if I get on the road and I'm heading towards home, I'm a happy dude as far as I know that I can make it happen. And I'm not going to get stuck somewhere. I just have a question. So. Our hotels were paid through for the night, though. I I, I, I was able to get a fight at 5. So I got home by yeah. like 11.30 the night, you know, last night. But yeah. you, you were going to stay the next night. And your 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 son was there because he was gonna be one yep. of the judges, right? Did he stay yep. or did he go? He 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 got home. Oh, he got home. Uh, uh, yeah, probably about two o'clock in the morning. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Rich Chow. He, he got home. LA around, area. He got home at two thirty in the morning. He said, "Rich Chow." Yeah. Yeah, that's a shitty situation to be in, man. Um, driving driving. I made it to mine about five five o'clock in the morning. Geez. I just but I it didn't bother me at all, man. Just I cruise. You went with like Corey it. Schaefer, huh? Yeah, Corey Schaefer went down with D me. Does he live in Nashville? No, he lives in freaking uh, Gainesville. How far is that? Florida. From you? So then, he, oh fuck, it's another eight hours. He had to drive. Oh, so wait a second. Well, I rented a car. Yeah. A truck. Yeah. Right. Gets in. We drive down. I drive all the way to my place. He he sleeps. You know. Oh, got it. Four, four or five hours. Go and I take him to the airport. Get another rental car, and boom, he takes off. You're, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I would have just would have just got a flight from wherever you live. But the real question: you did not know where the flights because all what what we were seeing was all of the flights were empty. Yeah. And every and every time there's an empty flight, what does the what does the airline do? Oh, Jack we have a price. mechanical mechanical yeah. failure. 
uh, this flight is canceled. We'll put yeah. you on another one. And it's like, ah, I ain't even going to play that. Yeah, no, no, we, uh, I got on my flight from Minneapolis to San Jose, and there was like maybe 30 people on it. Maybe. So there you go. You flew? Yeah. And you didn't tell me before I came here? <laughs> nah, you're quarantined now, bitch. You're really in trouble. Don't breathe, I'm on. I'm going to lock you in this room now, buddy. <laughs> Shit. I've always needed a little cuddly bitch. <laughs> like, I can see he's... He, Dave, he's sweating, man. He's probably got a fever. You're in trouble. <laughs> he's forever. He's forever making that coughing noise. Hey, 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 you, hey! But I, I do. One of the best ones I saw so far is some guy put out a thing saying, "Man, I, I used to used to cough to cover a fart. Now I fart to cover my cough." <laughs> <laughs> it was That's all pretty good. Concerned if you're coughing. I had one today. There was this, uh, like, uh, this picture of an image of this. Uh, a house that got teepeed with all this toilet paper and it said and, and I what? Just, okay what the hell uh, is this with no people idea i know oh, idea lost, what were they not wiping before no idea man i come I, on man what is going on I, I i this is what concerns me i went to costco this morning to pick up some stuff from the house i'm like no big deal whatever i didn't i don't need toilet paper i don't need uh i needed detergent so i got some detergent stuff but i went to the actual soap aisle it's fucking all there. Like all the soap is there. The, all the all the Dove hand soap, all the Dove face soap, all the all like the body wash soap, all still there. Did they have meat? Yes, they had plenty of meat. There was plenty <laughs> of meat? food. Costco had everything this morning. Really? The only thing it even had water. The only thing it didn't have was it didn't have baby wipes and it didn't have toilet paper. That's weird. I, went I have to Safeway, no idea. Uh, last night I went to Safeway and it was yeah. empty. No. And it was it was up like apocalyptic empty, man. I was like yeah. weaving in the carts and I was, man, like abandoned carts. It was so crazy, man. It was yeah. empty. No. So that picture had all the, t the toilet paper, like someone had teepeed the house, but really well. Yeah. And I said, this is how I said, this is how I'm showing that I'm balling in 2020, baby. <laughs> Get all my, just got, rolling big. Rolling, rolling big. Large, no one's man. balling like me in 2020 with all oh, this talk. Dude. I got that shit just hanging off my trees out in front of my house. Just letting everybody know. You want my toilet paper? Come get it. I even started uh, taking little uh, Ziploc bags and I started weighing like little uh, eight balls of uh, hand sanitizer. And I just started, <laughs> started slanging those too. I was slanging out hand sanitizer. It's fucked up. Yeah, bro. It's awesome, man. Okay, I love it. <laughs> You know, oh man! All right, plastic well, bag, four squirts of fucking cleaner. There you go. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Right, four squirts. What's that <laughs> worth to you, buddy? What's it worth? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was a definitely a different experience. I think uh, we're gonna see some changes. I think in this next couple couple months, I'm hearing that we may have some. Um, you know, so like you said, some some shows with no crowds. So studio shows. Yeah, studio shows. So if we do that, that'd be cool. I mean, like I get it and. Yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, I know, I know that yeah. we've been talking about like the UFC, and the, it does have a crowd. It does have all stuff, but I do, I do understand. But we're talking about weeks. You know, you, you're taking three to four weeks before you do something like that because you're gonna have to. It's gonna take time to get the fighters in shape. Their safety is obviously comes first. They got to get in shape. They got to be ready for the fight. Got to be able to make the weight cut for the ones that are making the weight cut. Um, you know, you we got to. There's so much that needs to go into it. Who knows? But we'll see what happens, man. I just, yeah. I think the entertainment and the sports will all be back within say three weeks. I think this will. It won't die down. And a lot of the media is saying that it's going to go up before it comes down. Um, you know, so who knows? But we're was just it, hoping that it's a little hump versus a fucking mountain. Was there a report that there's um, they're expecting a vaccine by the beginning of April? Did you yeah. see the conspiracy theory on the vaccine? No, I didn't see. I didn't see that, but I did see that um, that Canada 
had just released something saying that they had they finally have identified the the uh, coronavirus like the actual virus itself in the body so that mm. was like the hardest part for them to find what the, how to actually vaccinate it canada did something for once yeah finally right and at least without our military they've done something anyways canadians are nice people Come they on. are they are very nice yes <laughs> yes they are yeah um i do i do i do like canada the only reason i think that there's something bigger going on with this as far as a conspiracy theory um <laughs> why are you looking at me like that no. be serious calm down eddie bravo um <laughs> the cnn put a headline today saying saying um that trump's gonna use this to to cancel the elections in 2020 i thought that'd be good oh my god i it's think it'd be hilarious up, man. how fucking but if no one can get out to the booths to vote hey it's kind of it kind of makes sense no it just mean that means that the government needs to freaking adopt online voting and upgrade some technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, that can't be hacked. <laughs> they hacked. Oh, the, no. They hacked our 2016 yeah. election, but let's see if they hacked this no, one. It doesn't can't make hack, any sense. Can't hack the one that we really really do put all over yeah. the computer. <laughs> all right. Well, look. Uh, all right, guys. I know we kind of ranted at the end there for the last We ranted minutes. a lot. We're, we are coronavirus ranting, but you know what? The, the, my whole thing is, hey, anybody out there, take care of yourself. Yep. You know, be safe. Don't, but don't let this affect your life in a way that mm -hmm. if you're young and healthy, you're going to be fine. I have a lot of doctor friends. They said, man, look at for young and healthy people. They're overblowing this for yeah. older people, people that are in bad health. It's a serious problem. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think, uh, I think everything will be, will be fine for sure. Um, you know, we just, just need, old people like me that have to worry. See, we just need yeah, seventy five years old, man. Jeez, I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know. Dude, you look good though. Bitch. I want to tip my hat though to to Big John though. How much did you lose? Thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. Thirty hey, pounds. That, I've had people going, "Are you sick?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I was sick of being thirty pounds yeah, too heavy." <laughs> sick of being. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, you got you got to get it to your head after a while. You guys say, "You know what? You got to lose. You got to. You just got to get smaller." As you get older, hey, man. Carrying extra weight's not a good idea. No. Yeah, that's no. why I never lifted weights my whole life. It's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you guys haven't been on IG yet, go on the Weighing In Show IG and see uh, Josh and John at the press conference where John beat up Josh. Oh, I, I up oh This is hilarious. Hey, yeah. Dave, I, pre I appreciate that the, the body that you put my head on was, was a thin body, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank Peter, thank Peter Queeley for that. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, Peter Queeley. I was, was trying to figure Queeley? out who that was. So I was okay. Ryan Scope. No, you were uh, P Patricio oh. or Patricky. No, no. Oh, that was at the, the oh, press Patricio. conference. Yeah, okay. Petro. Okay. okay. All right. It, makes, it all makes sense a, now. That was a good one, Dave. <laughs> Please don't feed into this bullshit. <laughs> this nonsense this guy does. I swear. He likes to like say that he's tabby. All he does is he runs up behind me, he starts trying to choke me, and then I like wiggle out and he runs. I'm like, that's there's really no tap there. It's just him running. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say we could have live streamed that tonight, but you know, with all the coronavirus stuff, I don't want to put you through that and yeah, catch something, you know. Uh, you I think we should do it right now. Let's just take the video camera. I have a mat right outside the door. Let's yeah, go. I'm not, oh, yeah. It's too dangerous right I'll now. I'll rip it from here. Yeah, I'm gonna come. I'll <laughs> let you off the hook this time. You cannot get to that door without me coughing on you. You're screwed. <laughs> I'm like, you're screwed. I'm just going to like pick my nose and flick it at you. Mm. Oh, oh, man. Yay. Think about how, how dangerous a booger is right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure that one out. Could be a lethal weapon. Um, is there anything else we're missing? Like any, we, what's next week? What fights are next week? Well, we don't know. That's London. That's right. We don't know. Man. We don't Crazy. know. Crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, but Dave's not working all week. <clears throat> I kicked you. We we talked about some ideas for some shows this week. Uh, you know, some top top fives, top tens, um, yep, some different some different stuff. So we're gonna try to do that. Dave wants to film it in a different type of way. So we're gonna try Dave's way first, and the fans are gonna vote whether they like that way or not. Okay, because okay. it's an idea he's been trying to he's kind of been working on, but he's taking it kind of from the WWE kind of feel oh, to God. it. No, yeah, yeah, I was all for, I was. It's all for yeah. his artistic side. I know you just brought it. Hey, Dave, I want you to know as I was driving home from Connecticut all the way down the, the eastern coast, I did. I gave a little salute as I went by. I think it was Stan, Stanford, uh, Connecticut, and there's oh, the yeah. WWE headquarters. Thank you, John. I, I drove by and I said, you believe that people pay enough money to make that building happen? That's watching crazy. That stuff, isn't it nuts? I've been paying my nine ninety nine for five years now for the WWE. Nine ninety nine for month. five years now. Nine ninety nine a month, and he bought he's got he's bought one of those dumb belts too, and he walks around his house every time there's a WWE on. He takes pictures and puts them on social media. If you guys haven't followed Podcast Dave, you guys need to follow Gotta Podcast follow. Dave. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you have a child, this is what your child may one day <laughs> end up being like. He watches WWE. Please, please. Don't. It's the only... How old are you? 35? 34? I'm 32, bro. 32. Oh, 32. He's the only 32-year-old male I know. I'm still convinced. I'm not sure if he's a male. He's wearing Tom's right Jake now. Jake Hager actually competes in it. So what do you mean? Why he are you makes money fun? doing it. He yeah. doesn't pay money to do it. He makes yeah. money he doing it. He makes money it. because I pay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes money because gosh, they pay. Gosh, oh gosh. So, so uh, what are you, are you, are you saying that Jake Hager is saying thank you? Yes, exactly. Well, I'll tell, okay, I'll tell him you feel like he <laughs> owes you something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully this uh, show was good. Leave us the comments, obviously, and uh, podcast day will go through them before we do because John and I are very sensitive and sometimes our feelings are hurt. And you two people, you guys can be ruthless sometimes, but we do love you. We do love you guys. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Um, and follow us on Instagram, Wayne and Show on Instagram and at The Real Punk on Instagram and on Twitter. Next show, I think we need a best of. You want to do a best of first? Well, we can, let's do it. Well, let's do a best of. We'll do best of, best of 2019 for we'll say fights, okay. maybe knockouts, okay. But then a best of all time. I want to do a show. I want. Yeah, I want to do a show. Best of all time. I want to do a show because I want to get the fans interact interaction with this. Is I want to talk about if we had five fighters that we could trade from promotion to promotion, who would? Oh, I like that. That's the show that I want to do. I, 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 I do that I, one too. I've got all. I, I like all the the knockouts and the submissions and the best fights. I like all that. But let's common. Let's talk about if we were to do a trade between promotion and promotions. You know, we, we even including one, including uh, oh, yeah. PFL and and uh, UFC and Bellator. I would like to see who we could get like trade wise. Like what would be good and good additions, and we'll come up with those. So we'll work on that, and then um, we'll you and I will sit down or we'll text back and forth tonight. Figure out. Um, I like to do the best fights ever, from UFC one to you know all the way to now. Strike Force fights and this fight and Bellator one and whatever. Pride, okay. Pride. Let's not forget about Pride. Hello, hello. Um, you know, and then we'll do the trade show, and then we'll, we'll kick some more ideas around. Okay. Sound good. 
All right, my man. That's and because uh, Dave has nothing to do. We don't need new fights. Yeah. <laughs> we got it all, baby. <laughs> yes, uh, we do. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show, and uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button, the thumbs up as well. That shares our videos to everyone. I say this all the time, uh, but we really have seen our numbers increase because of you guys, and we are thankful, and we want to continue to thank you. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Josh Thompson official. The weighing in t-shirt is available on there as well. And we are still trying to wait for your guys' uh, designs. So if you guys can, please email podcast Dave. It is at what? Oh, it's just put um just send them uh, just send them on IG right now. Okay, so IG is his podcast Dave is his Instagram. So you guys can slide into his DMs. Whoop. Just like that, and uh, send them over to our work, and then you guys can connect and then uh, give you the email. You guys can uh, send over the information. So, all right, so we'd like to make that into a shirt. Uh, we're looking at designs, and we'd like to get a couple uh, of your artists to come in and give us some designs. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much, and uh, be safe. You know, wash your hands and your ass, and uh, everyone be good. <laughs> <laughs> Take right. care of yourself. Take care of others. Be nice to people and help them out. Yes, exactly, especially elderly people when you guys see them looking for toilet paper. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> square. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Later.